Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. The following podcast is a production of the Factual Data Creations Facility. Welcome to the OFNT Podcast, episode 170. I'm calling it Father's Day Musings. Now, what does the title of this episode have to do with the content? Very little. Man, the tech news has really been scarce after Apple's WWDC event. Even news concerning WWDC is kind of scarce. I guess companies are keeping a low profile until the Apple hype fades a bit. What do you think? Well, let's get on with the show. Tech news. Yeah, I managed to dig up a bit of tech news this week for you. Thank you. First up, according to a report from the Verge.com, Microsoft is removing the company's video conferencing app Teams, which is currently integrated with the Windows 11 operating system, from it. This comes two years after Microsoft announced that the Teams app would be fully integrated into Windows 11. Teams was part of the chat function within the Windows 11 operating system, which is a cool feature if you ask me. In its place, a more flexible free version of Teams will be available as a separate app and come standard with Windows 11. This new version of Teams will be pinned to the taskbar by default. The old chat version of Teams was limited to consumers only and caused confusion, resulting in customers having two versions of Teams on their computer. I would guess this pertained mostly to those that work from home. Also, it's much easier to update a separate app than to have to release an operating system update. On a side note, Microsoft also announced that it's ending support for the company's Cortana digital assistant later this year. Well, that's just a shame. Cortana was one of the first digital assistants and was the first one I ever used when I was happily within the Windows Phone ecosystem. I was able to have Cortana read incoming texts while driving and reply to them flawlessly, something I'm still unable to do with Apple Siri, that dumpster fire of a digital assistant. Rip Cortana. Too much, too soon. CNBC.com is reporting that Thierry Breton, who currently serves as the European Union's Commissioner for Internal Markets, called on more member states to remove, quote, high-risk, unquote, suppliers such as Huawei and ZTE from their 5G networks, citing national security risks. Well, I've reported on Huawei and their tie-ins with the ruling Chinese Communist Party many times in the past. In my opinion, Huawei is the CCP, or at least an arm of its Ministry of State Security. The article went on to state, quote, Huawei's technology is often cheaper and more advanced than that offered by rivals such as Ericsson, Nokia, and Samsung, unquote. Well, yes, 
Huawei is less expensive than those mentioned companies, but more advanced technology? Well, I don't think so. These networks use Huawei over its rivals for just one reason, and that reason is money. Perhaps the EU should offer some kind of subsidy like the U.S. did to prompt cellular networks in this country to switch. Last week, I reported that the popular discussion forum-based social media platform Reddit plans on charging millions of dollars in order for third-party apps to use the platform's API and data. This will have the effect of shutting down those apps. This wouldn't be a problem if Reddit would put some money into their own app. That thing's a mess compared to third-party solutions such as Apollo, which I use, or should I say, used. In response, many forums on Reddit have gone dark, meaning that the moderators are boycotting this move. How long would this last? Well, probably not long enough to make a difference. If you recall, pre-Elon Musk Twitter made a similar move a while back, which forced consumers to use the company's own app. Twitter did this smarter, though. They bought up the most popular third-party app, so many users just didn't care. Reddit should do the same. But then again, what do I know? I'm just an aging pensioner who was able to cobble together enough money to be able to record a, eh, acceptable-sounding podcast. <laughs> VPNs are coming to Apple TV in tvOS 17, reads the headline on digitaltrends.com. If you don't know, VPN stands for Virtual Private Network, which allows you to connect to a remote network and make it appear to websites and apps that you're located somewhere else. While primarily used for online security purposes, VPNs are also used to access content not available within your area. My lovely wife uses a VPN to watch soap operas from her home country via a local television network's website. The only other way to watch this content is to have the DirecTV satellite dish service and it has to be the physical dish, not a streaming app, and subscribe to the international package. Currently, she's confined to watching these shows on her iPad, but hopefully the VPN service we use will add Apple TV support so she can watch these shows on our television. So, this is a good thing. Yay! If you want to enjoy the latest version of Apple's iOS, which is version 17 and will be released this fall, You'll have to have a compatible iPhone. Luckily, Apple really tries to keep most of their modern phones eligible. iPhone 10 and older models will be left out this time around. The 10 came out in 2017, so yeah, you got five years of updates out of it. iPhone XS and newer will receive iOS 17, so my daughter Jessica can get one more year out of her iPhone XR that she rocks. Heck, my son Jonathan will even get another year out of his second-generation iPhone SE. That's one of the good things about Apple. They really have a great phone operating system update policy. Fortunately, Google and Samsung seem to be following Apple's lead. Oracle, the company most known for its business database services and has also expanded into cloud computing, is now launching its own generative artificial intelligence client called Cohere. Most of Oracle's customer base is comprised of enterprise clients, so Cohere will be a serious rival to Microsoft's OpenAI-based ChatGPT and, to a smaller degree, Google's Bard. Competition is a good thing, even in the AI space. Tech I'm using. Well, nothing new again this week. I think this is the longest I've gone since starting this podcast without any new tech to brag about. At least my bank account balance is somewhat steadier these days. <laughs> 
I'm still plugging away on my MacBook Air and Pro with my iPad Pro serving as my main content-consuming machine. I'm still debating whether or not to buy the newly released 15-inch MacBook Air. But with my two Apple laptops receiving Mac OS Sonoma, that self-debate is tilting towards the negative. What I really have a pressing need for is a new desktop. So I'll probably just wait until I resolve that situation before considering buying a new laptop. I still find that my latest and greatest Aura Smart Ring isn't as useful as the older version was, with the new version suggesting that I had a nap or a workout when, in actuality, I hadn't had either. When I wake up in the morning and feel a bit under the weather, something that occurs more often these days, the Aura software tells me I'm at the top of my game, and when I feel good waking up, it tells me the opposite. I believe it's the software's fault, not the hardware, so hopefully the company will eventually fix this issue. Or maybe it's just me, who knows? And with the upcoming changes to the Peloton digital app, I'm contemplating just ditching the paid version until I actually get a Peloton bike. Well, I should phrase that to say, if I get a Peloton bike. Lately, I've just been using the Peloton app's track feature, which, like its name infers, just tracks your current activity. My now out-of-warranty sole indoor cycle I use has started making a lot of noise while riding it these days, so I'll probably have to pony up the money to get it looked at and repaired in the near future. And as far as my novel riding goes, I've made scant progress on it due to the old circumstances-beyond-my-control excuse. I've been busy lately, but have actually found the time to start flushing out the story I want to tell. I figure I'll get to the actual writing of it sometime next month. Once I start writing the chapters, the process should pick up some steam. Well, at least that's what I'm hoping. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Podcast news. Spotify has announced the layoff of a further 200 employees, which amounts to 2% of its total workforce. All these layoffs have taken place within the company's podcast unit as a pivot in strategy towards podcast looms. This from Inside Podcasting. Instead of relying on in-house production and large contractual show obligations, Spotify will instead partner with podcasters and podcast studios. I take this to mean there will be no more Joe Rogan-type multi-million dollar exclusivity contracts and the outsourcing of shows. Reflecting this, the company also announced the merger of Parcast and Gimlet into Spotify Studios. You may recall that Spotify went on a spending spree a few years ago and bought these two successful production studios for top dollar. The members of Parcast and Gimlet have since unionized, followed by Spotify laying off a significant number of these newly unionized employees late last year. So I guess the remnants of these two podcast production houses are to be folded into Spotify Studios, which is a shame. I used to listen to a number of Parcast-produced shows, but they were discontinued after becoming part of Spotify. It was also announced that six true crime podcasts that were produced by both Gimlet and Parcast will be discontinued. This might be the final nail in the 
coffin for Gimlet and Barcast. In other cost-cutting measures, Spotify cut the company's relationship with Archwell Productions, the entity behind old Prince Harry and his attention-seeking wife, Meghan Markle's podcast. No one was listening to Archetype's podcast they produced, and it appears neither of these royals were putting much time into the production of these podcasts. Their staff was rumored to be editing in Miss Markle's questions and responses while actually conducting the interviews on her behalf. Archwell joins the Obama's Higher Ground Productions in getting the axe from Spotify. Besides the first episode of Michelle Obama's podcast, no one was listening to that show either. The Obamas signed up with iHeartRadio, but I haven't heard of any new content being created. Good move for Spotify on saving millions of non-producing deadweight. I doubt any company will pick up Archwell Productions' contract, at least for the same amount Spotify got taken for. And this is just the latest of the numerous rounds of staff and show cuts throughout the podcasting industry over the last year, and there are likely more on the way. I also think this signals the end of Podcasting Incorporated and the havoc it caused the once-friendly world of podcasting. Let's just hope that this will once again allow the independent podcasters and production studios to shine and be heard again. Yes, it's story time again. This story is again a tale from my time I spent in England. If you'd like to hear the first story I told about England, which kind of gives a background setup, listen to the Adventures in Old Blighty episode. Now, let's begin our tale. Being that my roommate and I were poor GIs living slightly beyond our means while being stationed in England, we had to live a bit further out from our base than what a better finance military person would. That and we could only afford one motor vehicle between us, which in this case was a 1966 MGB. Now, MGBs were notorious for being prone to braking, so you can imagine what a, at the time, 11-year-old MGB with high mileage reliability would be. It seemed we were putting various amounts of money into the old beast every payday just to keep it running. While it was running, though, it was a very enjoyable car. The MGB was custom-made to bum around the winding roads of the English Cotswolds countryside, especially in the summer, the season that this story takes place in. My roommate Rick, about four years my elder and much more athletic than I, played for the base softball team, which required him to meet up with the rest of the team at the home base, pun not intended in order to catch a bus to the opposing team's base somewhere else in England. So, of course, this required Rick to use the car on Saturdays when the games were scheduled. This left me to my own devices on game days, which usually entailed me walking the four miles from our rental home in Little Compton to the much larger city of Chippy Norton. Many times, a passing car would take pity on me and stop and give me a lift either to or from Chippy Norton, and if I was lucky, both. Once there, I would make a beeline to the wonderful record store I discovered and score myself one or two vinyl records. After that, I would then stop off at one of the many pubs and treat myself to a beer before making my way back to Little Compton. Once home, I'd grab a Paps Blue Ribbon beer from the refrigerator and preview my new music acquisitions. Rick and I only drank PBR beer while at home. It was cheap, and according to Rick, and I'm quoting here, it didn't give you the craps, no matter how much you drank. 
After that, I would make dinner for myself, which usually consisted of soup and some sort of sandwich, and consume it while watching the latest episode of Doctor Who. When that ritual was completed, I'd make my way to the Red Lion pub and hang out with the colorful locals. Rick would stop by and pick me up once he was finished with his softball game, and then we'd probably go to Oxford for some well-earned debauchery. This all hinged on what condition Rick arrived at the Red Lion in. On the bus ride from the opposing team's base, the team would partake in consumption of beer. The volume consumed depended on the outcome of the game. If the outing was victorious, then the amount of consumption increased accordingly. The day I am chronicling here was a victorious one for Rick and the boys. On this particular Saturday evening, I was at the bar of the Red Lion Pub, exchanging banter with Kay, the hostess of the establishment, when the entrance door flew open and in came Rick, looking haggard with a wild-eyed look on his face. I greeted him and started ordering a beer for him, but he stopped me. Now, this was very uncharacteristic for Rick, which told me something was wrong. He then looked at me with bleary, bloodshot eyes and said, I got into an accident and I cut the car in half. Well, I just thought this was some kind of joke and started laughing. Well, this angered Rick and he then said, It's not funny, I'm serious. I then asked him where the car was and he told me it was parked out front. Well, at this point, I was convinced that this was a joke and resumed laughing, which further agitated my roommate. He started back towards the entrance of the pub and motioned me to follow him, which I did. Upon exiting the pub, I saw the MGB from the driver's side. The vehicle looked perfectly fine to me. Perhaps someone had slipped Rick a Mickey, as they'd say, while on the bus, I thought to myself. I don't see anything wrong, Rick. Are you okay? I asked. He replied, go to the other side and open the door, which I did. Arriving on the other side of the vehicle, I could now see that the MGB's body did have uh, like a bend to it. And when I opened the passenger side door... I noticed that just behind the passenger seat, there was a weld which made it the rear of the body to the front half of the car. Well, that weld was split about three quarters of the way to midway behind the driver's seat. I looked at Rick and said, you split the car in half. He replied, yep, now let's go have a beer. Over that beer, Rick told me that he had been cruising along those winding roads until about halfway home and he had lost control of the MG and hit some sort of metal fence, which resulted in the damage I described. He must have been traveling at a very high rate of speed. Rick told me that there didn't appear to be any damage to the fence, but just in case, he left a note with his contact information. Now, to this day, I don't know how Rick was able to drive the car from the accident scene to the pub. He mentioned having to overcorrect the steering because the car kept pulling towards the left. We had the MG towed to our landlord's garage, who officially totaled the MGB and somehow got the insurance company to pay for the value of the car, some $500 more than we had paid for it in the first place. I told Rick it was better that I didn't know the details of the transaction. All I know is that everyone was happy about the outcome. Well, except for the insurance company, I'd imagine. music is playing and you know what that means i hope you are having or you had a great father's day i hope you enjoyed this episode i enjoyed making it for you if you like what you heard you can make a donation in the link in the show notes any and all donations will be appreciated now you can always reach me at ofntpodcast at gmail.com if you're so inclined i'd enjoy hearing from you i really would remember 
Don't listen to what they say. Watch what they do. Now, if you're finished your celebrating, get off my lawn. Stay skeptical. I'm out. See ya. When your skin feels nourished and glows, you radiate confidence. Osea makes giving your skin a glow up easy with their clean, clinically proven Mega Moisture Duo. This seaweed-powered duo features two of Osea's best sellers, Andaria Algae Body Oil and Andaria Collagen Body Lotion. Glow from the inside out. Get 10% off your first order with code GLOW at oseamalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A-Malibu.com, code GLOW.